64,000 is the median number of words per book. Average person reads about 200 words per minute. Simple math will tell us that is one book in 320 minutes. To accomplish this in seven days, numbers say you would have to read for 45 minutes a day. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that notification button, like, comment, and share. Enjoy. Hello, and happy day. How does slowing down sound to you today? Would you like to reduce the noise for just a bit? Are you ready to make a choice and decide to listen? My name is Igor, SF Walker. I'm here to remind people to slow down, to reduce the noise, to walk their lives into a natural flow. Welcome back to the Book of the Week series. Every week, as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. Today, we look at how emotions are made. The Secret Life of the Brain by Lisa Feldman Barrett. In this video, we look at body budgeting regions. We'll look at the theory of constructed emotion and the elements it incorporates. We discover how your interoceptive network participates in a prediction loop and how we, human beings, are not at the mercy of mythical emotion circuits buried deep within our animalistic parts of our highly evolved brain. We are architects of our own experience. We answer the question, how do emotions become real? Stick around till the end, I will share with you some tools I haven't used that will help you tremendously in this game of life. Discover a way to find out what actually motivates you. What innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. I will share some tools to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management and relationship management. Faces are instruments of social communication. Some facial movements have meaning, but others do not. And right now we know precious little about how people figure out which is which, other than the context is somehow crucial. Body language, social situations, cultural expectations, and so on. When facial movements do convey a psychological message, say, raising an eyebrow, we do not know if the message is always emotional, or even if its meaning is the same each time. Simulations are your brain's guesses of what's happening in the world in every waking moment. You're faced with ambiguous, noisy information from your eyes, ears, nose, and other sensory organs. Your brain uses your past experiences to construct a hypothesis, the simulation, and then compares it to the cacophony arriving from your senses in this manner. Simulation lets your brain impose meaning on the noise, selecting what's relevant and ignoring the rest. 
scientific evidence shows that what we see, hear, touch, taste, and smell are largely simulations of the world, not reactions to it. Every moment that you are alive, your brain uses concepts to simulate the outside world without concepts, you are experientially blind. Without concepts, your brain simulates so invisibly and automatically that vision, hearing, and other senses seem like reflexes rather than constructions. What if your brain uses the same process to make meaning of the sensations from inside your body? The commotion arising from your heartbeat, breathing, and other internal movements. An emotion is your brain's creation of what your bodily sensation mean in relation to what is going on around you in the world. Philosophers from for long proposed that your mind makes sense of your body in the world, from Rene Descartes in the 17th century to William James, considered the father of American psychology in the 19th. As you will see, however, neuroscience now shows us how this process and much more occurs in the brain to make an emotion on the spot. This explanation is theory of constructed emotion. In every waking moment, your brain uses past experience organized as concepts to give you actions and give you sensations meaning. When the concepts involved are emotion concepts, your brain constructs instances of emotion. Neuroconstruction explains how human infants are born without the ability to recognize the face, but can develop that capacity within the first few days after birth. The theory of constructed emotion incorporates elements of all three flavors of construction. From social construction, it acknowledges the importance of culture and concepts. From psychological constructions, it considers emotions to be constructed by core systems in the brain and body, and from neuroconstruction, it adopts the idea that experience wires the brain. Emotions aren't built in, waiting to be revealed. They are made by us. We don't recognize emotions or identify emotions. We construct our own emotional experience and our perceptions of others' emotions on the spot, as needed, through a complex interplay of systems. Human beings are not at the mercy of mythical emotion circuits buried deep within the animalistic part of our highly evolved brain. We are architects of our own experience. Interoceptive network that is intrinsic in your brain, analogous to your network for vision, hearing, and other senses, the interoceptive network issues predictions about your body, 
tests the resulting simulations against sensory input from your body and updates your brain model of your body in the world. <coughs> One part is a set of brain regions that sent predictions to the body to control its internal environment, speed up the heart, slow down breathing, release more cortisol, metabolize more glucose, and so on. We'll call them your body budgeting regions. The second part is a region that represents sensations inside your body called your primary interoceptive cortex. The two parts of your interoceptive network participate in a prediction loop. Each time your body budgeting region predicts a motor change like spitting of the heart, they also predict the sensory consequences of that change like a pounding feeling in your chest. The sensory predictions are called interoceptive predictions and they flow to your primary interoceptive cortex where they are simulated in the usual way. Primary interoceptive cortex also receives sensory inputs from the heart, from the lungs, kidneys, skin, muscles, blood vessels and other organs and tissues as they perform their usual duties. Your body budgeting regions play a vital role in keeping you alive. Your body budgeting regions make predictions to estimate the resources to keep you alive and flourishing using past experience as guide. Every thought, memory, perception or emotion that you construct includes something about the state of your body, a little piece of interoception in visual prediction. For example, doesn't just answer the question, what did I see last time I was in this situation? It answers, what did I see last time I was in this situation when my body was in this state? Your genes gave you a brain that can wire itself to its physical and social environment. The people around you in your culture maintain that environment with their concepts and they help you live in that environment by transmitting those concepts from their brains to yours. And later you transmit your concepts to the brains of the next generation. It takes more than one human brain to create a human mind. Experience, perception, conceptualization, pattern completion, perceptual inference, memory, simulation, attention, morality, mental inference. When I feel cheerful as my little nephew exuberantly wraps his little arms around my neck for a big hug, this is conventionally called an emotional experience. When I see happiness in the big smile on his face as he's hugging me, I'm no longer experiencing but perceiving. When I recollect 
the hug and how warm it made me feel. I'm no longer perceiving, but now remembering. When I complete and contemplate whether I was feeling happy or sentimental, I'm no longer remembering, but now I'm categorizing. My view is that these terms do not mark sharp distinctions, as they can all be accounted for with the same brain ingredients for making meaning. To make meaning is to go beyond the information given. Emotions are meaning. They explain your interoceptive changes and corresponding affective feelings in relation to the situation. They are a prescription for action. The brain systems that implement concepts such as the interoceptive network and the control network are the biology of meaning-making. So now you know how emotions are made in the brain. We predict and categorize. We regulate our body budgets, as any animal does, but we wrap this regulation in purely mental concepts like happiness and fear that we construct in the moment. We share these purely mental concepts with other adults and we teach them to our children. We, humans, are architects of our own experience. We do not passively detect physical changes in the world. We actively participate in constructing our experiences, even though we're mostly unaware of the fact an object might seem to transmit information about its color into your brain, but the information required for you to experience color comes mainly from your predictions, corrected by the light that your brain takes in from the world. Evolution has provided the human mind with the ability to create another kind of real, one that is completely dependent on human observers. From changes in air pressure, we construct sound. From wavelengths of light, we construct color. From baked goods, we construct cupcakes and muffins that are indistinguishable except by their name. How do emotions become real? Ideally, the answer lies in building a bridge from a perceiver interdependent biology of the brain and body, like interoception, to the everyday folk concepts that we live our lives around, like fear and happiness. Without interoception, you wouldn't notice or care about your physical surroundings or anything else, and you'd be unlikely to survive for long interoception enables your brain to construct the environment in which you live. At the same time, your brain is modeling your world. The outside world helps to wire your brain. Typical self-help books, they focus on your mind. If you think differently, they say, you will feel differently. You can regulate your emotions if you try hard enough. These books, however, do not give much consideration to your body.
your body and your mind are deeply interconnected. Interoception drives your actions, your culture wires your brain. Remember, your interoceptive network labors day and night issuing predictions to maintain a healthy budget, and this process is the origin of your affective feelings, pleasantness, unpleasantness, arousal, and calmness. If you want to feel good, then your brain's prediction about your heart rate, your breathing, your blood pressure, temperature, hormones, metabolism, and so on, must be calibrated to your body's actual needs. The human brain is a master of deception. It creates experiences, and it directs action with a magician's skill, never revealing how it does so, all the while giving us a false sense of confidence that it, its products, our day-to-day experiences, reveal its inner workings. Joy, sadness, surprise, fear, and other emotions seem so distinct and feel so built in that we assume that they have separate causes inside of us. Emotions are part of the biological makeup of the human brain and body, but not because you have dedicated circuits for each one. Emotions are results of evolution but not as essences passed down from ancestral animals. You experience emotion without conscious effort, but that does not mean you are a passive recipient of these experiences. You perceive emotions without formal instruction, but that does not mean that emotions are innate or independent of learning. What is innate is the human's use of concepts to build social reality. And social reality, in turn, wires the brain. Emotions are very real creations of social reality made possible by human brains in concert with other human brains. The human brain is a high-complexity system because within one physical structure, it can reconfigure its billions of neurons to construct a huge repertoire of experiences, perceptions, and behaviors. It achieves high complexity via an ultra-efficient arrangement for communication centered on the critical hubs. In the contrast, the model of the brain, brain poised by the classical view, independent blobs with distinct functions, would be a low-complexity system, because each blob would accomplish its single function by itself. Complexity, not rationality, makes it possible for you to be an architect of your experience. Your genes allow you and others to remodel your brain and therefore your mind. We do not need one universal mind with one set of universal concepts to claim that we are all one species. Whoa! All we need is an exceptionally complex human brain that wires itself 
to its social and physical surroundings, ultimately producing different kinds of minds. Affective realism is an inevitability, and yet you are not helpless against it. The best defense against affective realism is curiosity. Be particularly mindful when you love or hate something you read. These feelings probably mean that the ideas you've read are firmly in your affective niche. So keep an open mind about them. Your affect is not evidence that the science is good or bad. Try to become comfortable with uncertainty, finding pleasure in mystery, and being mindful enough to cultivate doubt. These practices will help you take a calm look at evidence that violates your own deeply held beliefs and experiences. That pleasure of the hunt for knowledge. The second inevit inevitability of the mind is that you have concepts, because the human brain is wired to construct a conceptual system. The third inevitability of the mind is social reality. When you're born, you cannot regulate your body budget by yourself. Somebody else has to do it. And in the process, your brain learns statistically, creates concepts, and wires itself to its environment, which is filled with other people who have structured their social world in particular ways. That social world becomes real to you as well. Social reality is this human superpower, and yet the same superpower makes, that makes us effective civilization builders also impedes our own understanding of how we do it. We constantly mistake perceiver-dependent concepts, flowers, weeds, money, facial expressions, for perceiver-independent reality. Many concepts that people consider to be purely physical are in fact beliefs about the physical, such as emotions. And many that appear to be biological are actually social. A healthy dose of skepticism yields a worldview that is different from the genetically just world of the classical view. Your place in society is not random, but neither is it inevitable. If you have learned that you are an architect of your own experience, and the experiences of those around you, then we are building that new reality together. And there you have it. How emotions are made. The secret life of the brain. Please do help out. It is easy. Simply like this video so more people can enjoy it. Share it too and spread the word. Leave a comment and share your thoughts. Subscribe to my channel and do stay up to date. And the link to this book is in the description below. So buy it and read. Never stop learning especially learning about yourself and nature. So gift yourself by taking the free human needs test on my website and find out
what actually motivates you what innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior and if you feel you are ready to improve your self-awareness social awareness self-management and relationship management even further do check out my master of life awareness program the links are in the description below thank you love and respect